Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I just sit here when people ask me about, you know, when you lose and about trying to find the positives and all that other stuff. I just, I just think like if, if anyone reads, reads that or it's a quote by me or anything like that, it's just, I don't know. I, I just don't want to. For some reason, I, just, I just don't want to go there. Um, so I apologize for that because, and maybe it's hard for me after a game, you know what I'm saying, to really, you know, try to kind of, you know, say where everyone's going and not. I mean, um, you know, I've been in this thing a long time, and I, and I love this game. But, you know, I, I meant when I said when Gene asked that question. You know, a lot of times people are going to go ahead and, you know, the game's over and, you know, life moves on. Well, it doesn't move on for, for us, you know. It, it, it sits there. It, um, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> That's Doug Marone, Brett Martin, Austin Lane here on a Monday. Hey, listen, uh, listen I, I think all that is heartfelt. I think there's there it's genuine. I just also think that. Again, it's worth reminding what we just said in the last segment. I mean, they made the bed for themselves here. They mm-hmm. they took a shot and said, we can win with a young talent. And so here's what I think Doug should do. And uh, I think Doug should say, hey, we, we think we, you know, he doesn't have to say this part. But in his own mind, he should say, we thought we could win with these guys. We like this team. But now he has to pivot the conversation if he has any chance to save his job, which I don't believe he does unless the W's start coming. Yeah. But he has to start pivoting conversation and answering these questions to say, hey, Devon Hamilton, playing his butt off, man. C.J. Henderson, look at the growth. James Robinson, what a good decision. Take all those young guys and show us you're developing. If, if I'm those guys in there, and I don't know if it's the right move, wrong move, whatever, I don't think they can save their jobs because they're not going to win enough games. And anybody who believes that they are, hey, if they play 24-20 to 20 every week against these kind of teams and, and show, like, the little moxie and, and they're getting better and they're, it's not going to be enough. Like it, they are not saving their jobs. I, I just don't believe it. Yeah. I'll, uh, you'll have to show me at the end of the year and I'll be dead wrong about it. I just don't believe it. But if I'm Doug, I start saying, Hey, listen, it's all about wins and losses. We are not winning. Mm-hmm. The good thing is these guys are playing well and getting better. That's a good sign. We have such a young team. That's a good sign. But we need to do more. Like, you can say it without making the headline of, hey, it's okay we lost, but at least these guys are playing well, which Doug's afraid of right now. So if I'm Doug, I'm celebrating young guys are playing well. No, you absolutely have to, right? Just kind of like they celebrated last year, Gardner Minshew probably to uh, ShotCon, right? Maybe that's why they kept their jobs in the first place. Listen, I get what you're saying, Brent, where – um, you know, the the moral victories, the victories of, of maybe having a couple draft picks or undrafted free agents come in that are, you know, maybe going to be the guys going forward. I get that. It's something that you can point at. But like you said, it, it comes down to wins and losses. Now, at the same time, 
I'd be the guy last year I would have said, well, you know what? There's no that these guys are going to retain their jobs after what they performed on last season. Well, they're still here. So I'm not trying to put it in, in, in the atmosphere right now and put the energy out there and say, well, let's not. I mean, you never know. They could still be here. Listen, I think that if you win two games at the very most, you go 2-14, and 14, um, that's obviously grounds for dismissal. Enough said. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. Hey, um, I don't know if you met this guy at the Pickle. You know him from the <laughs> Wisconsin days. But it's time to take some roll call, and I believe Kevin's on the line from Chicago and maybe is related to you in some way because he wants to talk Kyla Murray. Well, well, I'm here for it. You know, we are an ESPN affiliate in the desert now. Yes, uh, we are. have named ours. I don't know if that's officially happened on the wires. But we have named ourselves that That's because you are the president of the Kyle Murray fan club. Kevin, thanks for jumping in, man. What's up, guys? Yeah, I got to talk about Kyler Murray after the big win, the big Hail Mary win. Because it's not just about Kyler Murray. It's about Josh Rosen, the guy Kyler Murray replaced. And it's funny. When it comes to Mitch Trubisky, it comes to uh, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, all these guys, they received tons of criticism on ESPN. You always hear these personalities bashing them if they have a bad game or this, that, and the other. But when it comes to Rosen, he was thinking up the joint. Kyler Murray comes in, instantly has an impact, instantly makes them, they're actually a Super Bowl contender. That's how, how much they change his franchise. But with Josh Rosen, they're not talking about it. They don't want to talk about his, um, his hiccups, the fact that he, he stinks. He can't do nothing. He's, now he's a backup, and he can't even make the starting lineup. So why is that? Why are they um, covering for this guy, Josh Rosen? Thanks, Kevin. Pre- appreciate the call from Chicago here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. All right, Austin. Yeah. Uh, I mean, first of all, let's just go ahead and bask on we just got a Kyler Murray question, so let's go ahead and bask on that for a second. We should. Uh, okay. and I, I want to talk a little bit more about Kyler Murray in terms of the MVP race. I think what he's asking there is, you know, why is the why is the Rosen thing just gone off the table? Yeah. And and to answer that part of the question, I think it's twofold. I think the fact that Arizona got rid of him so quickly. I was critical of at the time. I, I, I was like, my goodness, you know. I mean, let's see what the kid is. Let's see what he, he's got. Mm-hmm. Then they go to Miami, and they get rid of him pretty quickly. Yeah. So now two stops. And, again, I don't even know if we know who Josh Rosen is, but two NFL franchises have said, not good enough. And we've invested a lot of draft capital on this guy, uh, at least in Arizona, and he's still not good enough. Well, here's the other reason why. I think uh, the talk about Rosen has, has dissipated to really nothing. And it's because they made the, made the right move. Yeah, You know, they made the right move. There's no question they made the right move. They did something. I put it in the same um, conversation as Vrabel and Malarkey. And this is what sometimes it takes in the NFL. You could even put it in the Lamar Jackson conversation. Oh, that, that was a little less risky because it was the last pick of the first round that they jumped back in to get. Uh, but... You have to be bold. You have to take chances. You have to hit on some of those chances and get a little lucky. Well, the Tennessee Titans said, you know what? Hey, Mike, you've done a good job. You know, I mean, we've got a couple winning seasons here. We haven't even had much of that. But we have a chance to go get Mike Vrabel, and we think he can really put us over the top. He can take these winning ways and and get us to the next step. Well, I think so far so good on that move for the Tennessee Titans Mm -hmm. and Mike Vrabel. Well, the same thing happened in Arizona. Hey, we've invested in a young quarterback. We have no idea what he is right now. Hasn't even played long enough. 
But we got a chance to get a guy that is different and match him up with a coach that thinks a little bit different than a lot of others in the NFL. Has that college game come into the NFL at the right time, perfect timing, bold move, and it's working in Arizona. So I think that's why the Rosen talk has been drowned out. So here's why I think it's been drowned out. And Kuz, what was the caller's name again so I can address Kevin. him? Kevin. Kevin. Kevin, great question, man. Because, um, listen, you, you hear about Mitch Trubisky, and if you're a Bears fan, well, condolences uh, to your quarterback situation. But you hear about Mitch Trubisky. You hear about the other guys, but you don't hear about Josh Rosen. And here's why I think you don't hear about him. Steve Wilkes, back, I think it was in, what, 2018, drafts Josh Rosen. Now, Steve Wilkes... Maybe he didn't really go above and beyond to take his guy like Josh Rosen was there, right? He fell to the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals took him because they needed a quarterback. And then Josh Rosen kind of had this, you know, this chip on his shoulder saying, I'm going to make everybody regret not taking me number one overall. Okay, we get that. The reason why I think Mitch Trubisky gets so much displeasure and so much negativity is because of what the Bears did to get him. Keep in mind, this was a team that traded up, traded ahead of Deshaun Watson, traded ahead of Patrick Mahomes to get their guy. Now, let's be honest. If you're the general manager and Ryan Pace, like that was your guy, and you sacrificed to get your guy. You swung and you missed. But I respect the fact that they try to get their guy. Cliff, so obviously Wilkes lasts one year. He goes to Cleveland, and now he's nowhere to be seen anymore. I don't think he's even coaching anymore. Okay, Cliff Kingsbury comes in and says, you know what? I want to go after my guy. Yeah, obviously the analytics and and maybe the optics would say, well, let's give Josh Rosen a chance because look where he got drafted the first round. You don't just give up on a first round guy. But what did Kingsbury say? Kyler Murray's my guy. He's going to make my offense work. Josh Rosen isn't. So it goes after Kyler Murray and the rest is history right now. Rosen goes to Miami, you know, kind of has an up and down career there. And I think he's in Tampa Bay um, as a backup. Needless to say, though, Josh Rosen is a circumstance of nobody ever really wanting him. I mean, as as corrupt and as bad as that sounds, it's the truth. Because when Wilkes drafted him, he didn't go above and beyond and say, Josh Rosen was my guy. Rosen fell to them, right? It's not like Aaron Rodgers followed the Green Bay Packers. Like, they liked Aaron Rodgers. They had to take Aaron Rodgers. They still had Brett Favre. But, like, they saw something in Aaron Rodgers. I feel like when the Cardinals drafted Rosen, I was like, well, he's here Obviously, he's got some hype around him. Let's just go ahead and take him. And then ever since, you're just having a, a victim of circumstance where it's like, well, he's Josh Rosen. We don't want him, want him, but he's a first-round pick. Let's see what the guy's got. Simple as that. Yeah, for our new uh, listeners and viewers, ESPN 690 in the desert, welcome <laughs> aboard, Arizona Cardinals fans. Yeah. And uh, talking Kyla Murray. And, and here's the thing, okay? Uh, I'm going to ask you about the MVP race in a moment. But it's interesting we're talking about Kyla Murray. As much as the folks in South Florida are talking about Tua. Mm -hmm. And the folks in Cincinnati are talking about uh, Burrow. And the folks in L.A., although I don't like they talk about the Chargers a lot, are talking about (laughs) Herbert. You know? So, all these guys. Well, that's why people in Jacksonville are saying, listen, we'll put up with another seven Sundays. Give me one of those guys. Because I just rattled off five or six names that have changed their franchise or at least given them hope to change the franchise. The Kyler Murray talk is important talk because it's what we might see, could get, Mm -hmm. next year and the year beyond here in Jacksonville. 
And so that's why the conversation about what the Jags could get next year is such an important one. And Kyler Murray is a fantastic example of it. He uh, he was okay last year, had some good moments. But what did we talk about at the end of last year? You had Team Murray, I had Team Minshew. Well, look where that's dissolved into, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, because. Listen, Murray was okay, but again, I didn't think Kingsbury did anything that was like, oh my gosh, he's changing the game. And quite frankly, while you could tell Kyler athletes an unbelievable, uh, Kyler Murray's an incredible athlete, he wasn't like, he didn't change the game last year, in my opinion. Yeah. This year he has. He's having that Lamar Jackson-esque kind of year in year two. Patrick Mahomes, year two. He's having those kind of seasons. And so... Even next year, Jags might get their guy. Next year might be a little bit of good, a little bit of bad. But maybe in 2022 is where you see that guy take off because we have evidence it can happen in the NFL, and it might be happening. Where does Murray right now fit in the MVP race? I mean, I know you love him. He's on your fantasy team. (laughs) I think he is overhyped a bit. But the same way I think thought Lamar Jackson was overhyped a little bit, um, Patrick Mahomes is hyped probably appropriately so. He's yeah. done enough, uh, and it looks different, and he's amazing, and I don't. I think he's always going to be amazing. I, I think we're seeing a little bit of a drop-off from Lamar Jackson. I think next year we might get defenses that auto-correct a bit, not in, in all, but a bit on Kylo Murray. We'll see. And there's still a part of me, man, that I'm watching Kylo Murray's athleticism more than I'm watching this, like, brainchild of Kingsbury. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, listen, is he a victim of circumstance? Possibly. But it's a good circumstance to be in right now oh, yeah. in that Cardinals offense. Um, if you're asking me who I think is the favorite right now to win MVP, I'm still going with their uh, – I'm sorry, because I'm still going with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that, um, you know, in terms of numbers – in terms of how easy he makes it look, like no one does it better than Patrick Mahomes. No, one could say it was Patrick Mahomes kind of practice circumstance as well, playing with obviously the, the most talented roster in terms of offense the entire NFL. Possibly. But I think that Kyler Murray has officially put himself on the map. Because, and listen, Brent, we know tomorrow we're going to do our, our, our quarterback grades again, and you know how I'm going to act with that. I'm going to be like the worst person to be around. So it's probably a good thing that you're, in, you're at home right now, not to see me in person, because, man, I just, just just wait. Just, just wait till tomorrow. That's all I'm going to say. Sleep, sleep well tonight, Brent Martineau, because you have a big day tomorrow in terms of our quarterback grades. With that being said, though, I think that Kyler Murray right now could be second or third. Um Listen, I'm not going to fault Russell Wilson for one bad game or maybe even two bad games. He's still an amazing quarterback. I still think Kyle Murray's got to earn his stripes even a little more. And listen, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm driving the bandwagon right now, so don't misconstrue my words here, but I still think he's, he's got to do a little more. But listen, if you win the division this year with that team um, and that you know with that kind of talent around you with the obviously the Rams and the Seahawks and the 49ers, then I think he's seriously in consideration. Uh, yeah, I, I think so too. Patrick Mahomes, by the way, two to one odds right now at this odd sheet I'm looking at. Uh, Russell Wilson five to two. Aaron Rodgers four to one. Kyla Murray five to one. And mm-hmm. then there's a drop off. Big Ben, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Dalvin Cook, and the rest. It looks like there's potentially a four horse race, and two of those guys live in the same division. So you would think the winner of the division has the best chance to maybe contend with Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers to win the NFL MVP. Our buddy Eric Locke says, you think Alex Smith is comeback player of the year? I thought he was comeback player of the year, man, the minute he took a snap. Without he didn't a doubt. Need, he didn't need 55 attempts and 390 yards yesterday for me to say comeback player of the year. I think maybe it's because I watched the E60 on him. Maybe I'm a sucker for the story. I don't know. But I, I think it's hands down. 
the guy's already got the award. He doesn't even have to play another snap, mm-hmm. but he should be the, the comeback player of the year. Well, and listen, and, and I hear it, it's the story, you're sucker for a story, as am I, but let's be honest. The comeback player of the year, it is all about the story. Right, It's about what you have to overcome to get back on the field, or maybe it's what you had to overcome from a, a down year to play well again. No one's had to overcome more than Alex Smith. So you better believe Alex Smith, and listen, this guy is a shoe-in for comeback player of the year. If there's even an inkling of a vote that goes you know, out of his direction, we got to have a serious conversation with some people. That's all I'm going to say. By the way, we just got a call from Chicago. Yeah. We extended our affiliation into the desert in Arizona. Mm-hmm. So it's good for a roll call Monday you here in Duval, it. man. Uh, so I just put that out there. Where are you listening from? What city in in, uh, in northeast Florida or in the state of Florida? What state? What country? Send them in. we like to hear where you're listening from. It was good to get a call from well, Chicago. And, Brent, this is the power of Kyler Murray. You just throw them on the airwaves a little bit. People are listening. People hear you. And they start calling from Chicago. All right. Uh, we will continue to talk sports amidst the roll call uh, that we, we have as well. See, Michigan. Kamal's listening in Michigan. We appreciate you, man. Um, and maybe we'll talk about your Wolverines in a bit. Oh boy! <laughs> you don't. Hey, no, you don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I put a I put a question out uh, this morning mm-hmm. uh, it, with the Kyler Murray stuff front and 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 center, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, who by the way I think uh, now with all the NBA free agency open, they should trade Hopkins for LeBron James and he should go to the Lakers after that <laughs> basketball effort. But and maybe LeBron will play receiver or tight end. Yeah. Um, the question is. Who did it worse? And we're not talking about, listen, the Jags got a bunch for Jalen Ramsey. I'm talking about the player. Who is going to be in pain longer because of of giving up a star player? And I know people don't like Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. But Jalen Ramsey's playing unbelievable football. Yeah. He's playing great football out there right now. DK Metcalf who? I'm sorry. Exactly. I'm sorry. And, And I'll tell you this. I don't know. It's a small sample. I watched his interview after that game, I think, with Steve Weich from the NFL Network. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're seeing a guy that's maturing a little bit, too. And the thought crossed my mind is, you sons of guns, you screwed this up, Jacksonville. (laughs) You screwed this up to the point where, yeah, he's a pain in the butt. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But he's maybe one of the best players you've ever had here. And you didn't wait long enough to get to the mature Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Like the guy that's starting to turn the corner and figure it out and is no longer this young, pain-in-the-butt guy. Now, I think he's always going to be a pain-in-the-butt to a degree. But you still could have waited another year or so or two to maybe get the guy that is maturing a bit. Um, I don't know if it ever would have happened. I think he deserves some of the fault here. The bottom line is, did they make a bigger mistake, or did the Texans make a bigger mistake? Who is going to hurt more for longer Yeah. Uh, in in this situation? And again, trade value doesn't come in. Like, I don't <sighs> care that the Jazz got... I know the yeah. Jazz got the better deal. Of course. Uh, Hopkins, they, they gave away peanuts for. Mm-hmm. So, uh, most people, by the way, over 580 votes, say 87% say Hopkins. Now, I wonder if that's because he's on every TV screen. <laughs> yeah. Right? If and obviously... Rams, you don't give him credit. Yeah and, yeah, and you don't notice what Jalen's doing sometimes. So I kind of knew where this was going to go, but are they right? Well, Do you think the Texans yeah. will miss Hopkins more than the Jags in the long term will miss Ramsey? So, that's such a great question, Brent. Um, 
you know what? I, I lean towards Ramsey more than Hopkins. And listen, there's really no wrong answer here. But I'll be honest, man. I was listening to a bunch of fantasy, uh, you know, like um, podcasts and stuff on Sirius XM Radio yesterday, um, talking about, you know, I mean, just breaking the games down. And everyone was saying how DK Metcalf is matchup proof. Like, it doesn't matter who's on him. He's too fast. He's too big. He's going to get his catches. He's, he's going to get his yards. He's going to get his catches. Well, Jalen Ramsey said, well, check this out. Two receptions for 28 yards. And all of a sudden, DK Metcalf, it's like, what happened to that guy? And to me, that's the that's the intrigue, and that's the importance of Jalen Ramsey, right? When when he got traded to the Rams, the Rams had the identity of playing offense, obviously, and they were kind of trying to get by on defense. Yes, they had Aaron Donald, but let's be honest, the Rams were more, were more known for uh, their offense. They bring in Jalen Ramsey, and you know the, the first year, yeah, they don't go to the playoffs, and everyone make fun of that. But like you sense that there was kind of an identity shift a little bit of the attitude of that defense. Listen, I think Aaron Donald's a heck of a player, right? But let's be honest, it's not like he plays. I mean, and I don't want to say he plays, he plays the swag for sure, but like he's not the guy that's going to get a sack and then get in someone's face about it, right? Like, I think he's a he's a very humble individual, and Aaron Donald. Not saying that's wrong at all. I mean, I actually celebrate that kind of behavior. But I'm saying Jalen Ramsey, he brings the dog, right? Like Jalen Ramsey, to me, that defense it's so contagious now uh, of the style and the swag because he's there. Now don't get me wrong. I mean the, the Cardinals are definitely a different team as well. And one could say Kyler Murray is being Kyler Murray because they chose to bring DeAndre Hopkins in. But I just think in terms of of a facelift, in terms of an identity shift a little bit, I think Jalen Ramsey provides that even more than DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, well, listen, DeAndre Hopkins actually won them a game. I mean, I yeah, don't know if Jalen Ramsey is going to win you a game like because of the position he plays, but he certainly is going to help you win and maybe win a lot of games. And I agree with you on the attitude part. Again, uh, go watch that on tw- that interview on Twitter with Steve Weich, I think it was. Yeah. He's, like, giving credit to his teammates. He's, like, saying, I didn't want to make this week all about me and DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. It's like, who's this? <laughs> right? I mean, who's that yeah. guy? Yeah. Like, we don't know who that guy is. Yeah. And so there's just like, I feel like there's a bit of a maturation. I'll say what else. You know, L.A. put their arms around Ramsey. They said, hey, we know that you got a big ego. We know you got a little crazy in you. you know, we know you might probably be a pain in the butt sometimes, but we love you. Mm-hmm. You know, Jags didn't say that. Mm-hmm. Jags don't say it. They never said that. You know, no, no, I don't remember people saying that. Not to the, the tone that the Rams did. Um, and so I do think he's... He's, it's interesting what you just said. He's made them more a defensive team. Like, it's McVay who is their identity. Well, not anymore. Like, that defense is the identity of the Rams. Sure. I still don't think they're going to win big because I honestly don't believe now their offense does enough. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> but but their defense is very good. I mean, they shut down maybe the best offense in the league yesterday. Yep. Well, and, and also when you ask that question, you know, you have, I mean, I take into account in the draft picks as well. And let's be honest. The Jaguars got the better end of that deal. Two first round pick, uh, yeah, two first round picks. So you're happy with that. So I get that point. If you're the Houston, Te- I mean, like, how much does that hurt yesterday being a Houston Texans fan? Watching DeAndre Hopkins actually win a game because you know what Houston got for for the letting Hopkins go. They got David Johnson, who's now on the IR on a concussion, and then they drafted a guy with that pick by the name of Ross Blacklock. Brett, you know what Ross Blacklock's doing this year? 
I uh, don't know. Did, did do you know what position Rock, Rock's Black Blacklock even plays? He was from uh, he was from the Big Twelve, the defensive lineman from the Big Twelve. Okay, wasn't Brent, he? I see. Yeah, to TCU. Good TCU, call, man. There you go, yeah. Good call. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he's played in seven games. Hasn't started any of those games. He's got one tackle for loss. Well, and what makes it worse for Texans fans is they brought Hopkins in to be with their franchise quarterback. Hopkins yeah. was already with a franchise quarterback, Correct. and you took him away from him. Yep. And again, I always say this: much like Ramsey. You lost Ramsey, and then you lost the guy that didn't really like Ramsey or he didn't like, Coughlin. Yeah, true. So you lost them both. What Bill O'Brien, yeah, why did you lose Hopkins? Because Bill O'Brien didn't like him. Yeah. Well, then you lost Bill O'Brien. Yep. That's what we call a lose-lose situation, Brett. That makes sense. I mean, no, both. It yeah. And about one other thing, the teams that trade, did you see this stat? And this was, I'm stealing this, but it was like Diggs and Hopkins, right? They traded for them. The Bills and Arizona playing well. Teams that let him go, Minnesota and Houston, not so well. Mm-hmm. And I didn't take the – I thought the Diggs trade, I thought Minnesota swiped them on that one. Yeah. And I t- he's been good. And <laughs> the best part was is when Diggs scored the, the go-ahead touchdown, he's like, that's why you pay me. That's why I'm here. You see it shouting in the end zone? <laughs> well, well, Dan Jabkins had something to say about that. He sure did. All yeah. right, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 6 night. Brent Martineau. Uh, Daniel uh, says, we went from hot Cheetos to shampoo, raising the intellectual portion of the show. Austin Lane. I'm wearing a sleeveless t-shirt. What more do you want from us, man? Like, I mean, it's Friday. We never said we're intellectual. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Uh, I seen him scrambling around. I knew he was going to try to, you know, hopefully. <coughs> I don't have COVID. But uh, hopefully try to get us the ball. Uh, we'll give me the ball. Or you know some one you know one of the big guys downfield that can go up and and pinpoint it, Larry, uh, you know Dan, one of us. So I uh, you know I just I saw him back there, you know doing what he do, making guys miss, and um, you know I was, I knew I needed to put myself in position, uh, you know if it came my way. That's DeAndre Hopkins updating us on his personal health as well. <laughs> uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyla Murray. Uh, welcome, everybody, ESPN 690, the Desert Edition. Yes, sir. Um, welcome to the uh, affiliation yep. here on uh, in northeast Florida. Yep. That is Brent Martineau here at home. Probably be at home for uh, a couple more days. Uh, thinking of the fire pit tomorrow. Sure. As 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 a destination. For it, the is it getting show. cooler? It's supposed to tonight, tomorrow. I mean, really all week. It's supposed to be an unbelievable week here. Let's go ahead and check that Action News Jack's weather app real quick. I, I see still what we're feel like with. it's a little bit hot. Today, like I went for a walk and I saw yeah, workout. Right I now. saw it was going to get uh, low fifties tonight, though. Brent, would you relax? It was supposed to be seventy-two degrees tomorrow. There's going to be no fire pits going on. What's, right what's now. the low? Fifty-five. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, that's hot. No, that's fire no. pit weather. Oh no, 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 Coos. You need at least you need at least below fifty. At least below fifty. Hmm. All right. Hey, did you uh, do prize picks this week? Hey, did I do prize picks? Oh my gosh, I'm did, I'm having too much fun uh, with prize picks. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? How I don't know how this thing is still in business, right? Because I'll be honest with you, Brent, I did something and I'm not sure if it's good or not. I, I hit a grand slam, and and they even announced it. They sent me an email, got a grand slam. I had a four pick entry, hit on all the four picks. Boom, enough said. You son of a gun! I've been trying to get that, yeah, and I can't seem to get that. Hey, you know what? It's not for everybody, Brent. Not for everybody, but. Did pretty well. I had, had some fun with it. How about here's the here's the fun part, right? Because yep. so PrizePicks.com, PrizePicks app. We've we've been trying it out, Austin and I, and it's a lot of fun. You can too, by the way. That's where you go, PrizePicks.com, or or there's an app for it, and uh, they'll match 
100% of your first deposit up to $100. And uh, so the part that I love about it, because it is so fantasy-related, like, right, my team didn't do well. I played Coos, actually, my fantasy football team. Rivalry week, Coos, you beat uh, him? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, yeah. It wasn't even close, huh? Well, let me tell you this. It wasn't even close? No, I don't think it is. Cause, <laughs> I live 140. <laughs> Did you have 140 coups? Something like that, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Here's Consolation the bracket. I don't even look at it anymore because I'm looking at this. Uh, prize <laughs> picks. Excuses. So, but but the funny, much like you know, the over under. It's it's all about the over under. Yeah. And uh, Lamar Jackson last night. Okay. Yeah. So I got Lamar Jackson and Cam Newton going. I got Cam Newton under and Lamar Jackson over. So Cam Newton's coming in. Lamar Jackson, if you watch the game, he's got the ball late. And it's absolutely storming like crazy. Of course. And he runs for like eight yards, picks up uh, close to a first down, holding, wipes it out. Last play of the game, they get it off, and he throws it to, uh, I think it was Gus Edwards. It was one of the backs. And it's like a seven- or eight-yard completion, and the guy drops it on fourth down. So that was their last play. Mm -hmm. I lost by four yards. <laughs> so, but I will say this. Keep you up at night. Yeah. So, in, but in my mind, though, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll give you another one. I did one the other day, and it was uh, Felipe Franks. Okay. And he throws like this eighty-yard bomb. Yep. And so, I mean, he's on. I got the under. He's like, oh, bomb, bomb, yeah. bomb, and touchdown. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, one play. Yeah. Are you serious? And well, they took him out with five minutes to go. Winner, winner, oh, chicken so you dinner. Won it. Unbelievable. Yeah, so, Martin. I mean, I'm riding the emotional roller coaster all so, week. So. So, so here's the thing, though. And, and listen, and keep in mind, if it's bad weather, you hit those unders all day, right? Because it's not like, you know, so for instance, if you want to bet like, a, like an over-under thing, like at a spread, it's like, well, it's gonna, like the line's going to change, right? But with prize picks, it's cool because that number stays the same. So if it's bad weather, if it's great weather, like that number that you have to hit, it stays the same. So if it's bad weather, obviously you could probably hit the unders a little more. you got a better chance to win. I'm going to say this, though. It takes a special type of person, and Brett, more props to you. It takes a special type of person to bet the under. I don't know how you do it, man. Like, I need action. I need overs all day. I cannot do the under. Well, this day and age in college football, obviously the scores are off the charts. The yeah. NFL has kind of dropped down a bit. And, again, the weather has been a factor. It was stormy in, in Cleveland. So um, here's the deal, prizepicks.com, the prize pick apps. Uh, you can check out different entries. You can uh, enter two players, uh, three players, four players, hit the grand slam like Austin did. Uh, you can you can do all that on prizepicks.com, uh, the prize picks app. As well, and again, if you uh, check it out, put the promo code Jackson J A X Jax J A X, and uh, you can get a 100% match up to your first $100 uh, that you enter in there. So uh, have a lot of fun with it. What you like tonight? Monday night football. Monday night football. Now listen, as a guy that just said I don't like to bet the unders a little bit. Well, we have a, a pretty solid Bears defense taking on the Vikings, right? I think, obviously, you have to go Dalvin Cook because if the Vikings want to win, that's how they win is with Dalvin Cook. And keep in mind, the Vikings, I think they still have stuff to play for. So it's not like the Vikings are out oh, yeah. of this thing quite yet. So I like Dalvin Cook. Uh, I'm a little actually off Thielen right now. Uh, I'm actually a little off Thielen. But with that being said, I'm going to take Cook. I'm going to take – I'll go the under on Thielen and go ahead and give me the over. And here's – could be the, the dark horse, Brent. I'm taking the over on Anthony Miller. Really? Yeah. Uh, you think they try to lock up uh, Allen Robinson? That is correct. All right. 
It's a good way to play it. Yep. Um, I like it. I'll tell you who's playing. You can do defensive players, too. Yep. And an entry for Roquan Smith might not be a bad one. He's been playing out of his mind. He's getting a lot better yeah. uh, for Chicago. So uh, keep an eye on that. PrizePicks.com, the PrizePicks app. Make sure you enter the code JAX, J-A-X, and they get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. It's Daily Fantasy Simplified Prize Picks. We're having a lot of fun with it. You can do do it as well. Go check it out. Uh, hey, some news in about, uh, you know, we've been talking about March Madness quite a bit, and they better have it. They better have it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, today the NCAA said, uh, they're going to try to keep it in one location, and Indiana looks like the place that it could end up being in, uh, so, according to some of the reports. So at least we will have some uh, NCAA basketball tournament, it looks like, right? I we like knew it. we'd have it. they, we they got to find a way to do it, and a, a bubble in the Midwest seems to make some sense. Oh, no, without a doubt. I mean, that's going to be the thing, then so be it. Like, I, listen, I don't care what the optics look like. I don't care if there's going to be fans in the stands. I don't care where the locations are going to be. And I don't care that I can't go watching Cover in Jacksonville for a couple games. It doesn't matter to me. As long as I have my March Madness, as long as I can come in here, you know, on a weekday, turn on my, well, I guess my computer screen and watch some college basketball, I'll be happy. Yeah, and I think everybody would be happy uh, if, yeah. if that is the case. Uh, we will see what happens um, with that. The NBA trade deadline, is, or trade deadline, the NBA activity um, yeah. uh, started, free agency. And what's going to happen? Obviously, Chris Paul goes. I'll tell you, Chris Paul still plays very well, though he feels like he's 50 to me. <laughs> uh, and, and so now he goes to Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, help us out. How does it change the landscape, Coos? Driving Dish podcast. Um, for them, I think it's awesome. I mean, you saw the Suns team that went into the bubble and didn't lose a game. Obviously, they were they were a little too far back to you know make it into the playoffs. But I think between that and then adding another player in Chris Paul, uh, who is a certified star, to kind of mentor a little bit um, Devin Booker, I think it's a great move for the guys. All right, go get the phone, and we'll keep talking about this. Uh, the NBA activity, I think, could be. Off the charts good. I mean, James Harden wants out. Russell Westbrook wants out of Houston. I mean, Houston's just blowing it all up, Austin. No, it's it's crazy, right? Because, listen, there was a lot of hype around it, right? Harden and, and Westbrook, how can they coexist together? And then they kind of, you know, d- d- define the whole landscape of small ball, if you will. And to be fair, I mean, they got pretty far with it. Obviously, uh, they they met the buzzsaw that is like the Los Angeles Lakers, and well, it was game over from there. Um you know, it's always my question. Where is Westbrook going to go, right? Um, does he go to the Knicks? Does he go to a contender right now? I'm not sure, but I've been pretty adamant about it. I talked about it last week a little bit. I think if you take Russell Westbrook, you take him in terms of rebuilding. You don't put him on a contender just because can he co- like if he couldn't well, really coexist with the Rockets and James Harden, what makes things going to coexist someplace else well, with there's a contender? A, I think at this point with Westbrook, it's whoever's going to be willing to take the contract. Yeah. And unfortunately for, you know, the team that's closest to us, although I think you could put them on a ticket, that may be the Orlando Magic, depending on yeah. how that goes. Well, let me ask you this, Coos. Chris Paul, he didn't have any say where he wants to go trade, did he? Like, I mean, do you think he really wanted to go to the Suns? I think I think he can enjoy the Suns because you have Aiden, yeah. you have Booker, you have him now. I think there's a lot to go there. Yes, he's older, so you'd imagine he wants to go, you know, try to win it all. That's what I'm saying. But... 
you know, at the end of the day, I think he's still going to be in a good situation. Now, the one I'm interested in, like you were talking about, Westbrook and Harden, I, yeah. I'm i interested to see if Harden does end up with the uh, Nets. That could be... <laughs> I couldn't imagine that one. That um, would be wild. Hey, by the way, uh, of course Paul likes to go to Arizona. Kyla Murray's there. That's a good point. Uh, that's good point. Now we'll talk about him because he is on the ESPN 690 affiliate. That's we a dang more good about point. Paul. I mean, I've never talked so much about Arizona sports in my life. No, I mean, the, the, Brent, that's a dang good point, but I would say, though, like, if I'm Chris Paul, and obviously the the championship is uh, it's the most significant thing. That's what's missing right now um, out of all my awards and things like that. Go to L.A. Go to the Clippers. The, the, the Clippers well, they just, use him. Yeah, but but money-wise, they got Dennis Schroeder. So they got Schroeder yeah. from, as a great backup. So you get, you get depth at the guard position. I think the Lakers probably don't need to spend that much money on Chris Paul. Oh, because no, I'm not saying the Lakers. I'm saying the LA Clippers. Oh, Clippers, Clippers sorry. Clippers, yes, yeah. but even so, I mean uh, – I don't know if they can afford that with I got you. the guys they have already there. Yeah, I think yeah. they're pretty locked up and tied up. Uh, I Russell Westbrook is fascinating. I liked him in, in a Knicks uniform, kind of what, to what your point was. But, boy, that'd be interesting if he could, like Orlando. Yeah. You'd have to trade, like, an Aaron Gordon or, or something to, to make yeah, it work. I don't think I'd do that. I, I wouldn't either, honestly. There's It sounds bad, um, but you look at Westbrook's value, and there aren't a lot of teams that would be willing to potentially take on that contract. It's amazing. The contract, and I think a lot of people feel the way we feel, is that I'm not sure he's going to help you win big. He's exciting. He's going to play his butt off. There's a lot of things to like about Westbrook. I just don't know if he's going to help you win big. I want to kind of keep that core that Orlando's building a little bit and add to it. And also, hey, hey, Dallas Mavericks fans, I see you guys out there. Giannis Antetokounmpo is not going to Dallas. So get that out of your minds right now. He's staying in Milwaukee, and we'll see you later. (laughs) Back to football we go when we come back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Here on a Monday, James Robinson was awesome again. How good is this guy? Honestly, I was worried about the win and catching the ball more than anything. Luckily, that the punter was out kicking the cover, so it was it was less stress on catching it and getting hit and stuff like that. But uh, after that, it was really just executing with the what coach calls. He comes up with the the schemes and we just run it. And honestly, when it comes to punt return and stuff like that, you just have to get the best opportunity uh, and hope that the punter does exactly what it is and gives you space to run. And after that, it's really just running. That is Keelan Cole, punt return, 91-yard touchdown, longest in franchise history. Also had a nice catch. I actually love this comments after about the catch. He said he closed his eyes and hoped he didn't get hit. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, got through there and then a little Lambo leap without fans. Uh, quick question, Keelan Cole. Again, he's not consistently every week the guy. Like, he'll disappear for two or three weeks. Mm. But he's also had some very nice moments again this year. Are you bringing him back next season? You want him back? It's a good question. I'm talking, like, um, you know, I'm talking like a two-year, yeah, eight million dollar well, I mean, deal. I don't know what the money is, but you know what I'm saying. That's essentially what it would be, right? Um, listen, anytime you got a guy that can be valuable in the special teams like that in terms of returning, um, I keep him. Now, what the plan offensively going forward is, I mean, it, we're you know, it's it's yet to be seen. Um. But I think I would keep them just on principle of special teams, to tell you the truth. Yeah, keep in mind, they're going to lose Didi Westbrook. They're also going to lose Chris Conley, most likely. Yeah. So then you have LaVisca Chenault, you have Colin Johnson, and you have um, uh, DJ Chark. And so I I think a, a you know a smaller level deal with Keelan Cole doesn't, doesn't hurt you. 
I think he brings mm-hmm. some things to the table for you. So uh, we'll see what they do. Hey, let's get to Sean real quick. A uh, s- uh, short segment here. But uh, Sean, uh, for over in Tampa, I believe, Bucks are playing well. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Doing good. How you guys doing? Good. Doing the well, Bucks man. are playing well this week. They didn't play well last week, I guess. <laughs> Uh, no, so I, I'm calling because I'm not sure if you guys are on Facebook or and look at the Jags fan pages or anything like that when we when the games are on. But there's a huge Jacksonville following for Kyle Trask, and me personally, I'm like, listen, as a as a Jacksonville native, as used to be a Jacksonville native, like we have to get get past the Florida team for some, and like we have an affinity for uh, U.S. and FSU players, and I think do you guys have that same belief that we need to get past and look for look out of the U.S. and FSU fan base uh, uh, colleges as far as quarterbacks go? Yeah, and how do you feel about Kyle, uh, Kyle Trask? Sean, I appreciate the call, man. It's a very good question, and it's going to get us obviously in some Gator talk anyway in just a couple of minutes. But I'll be honest with you, Kyle Trask for the Jags doesn't do that much for me. Kyle Trask, I love the story. I love. I think he has a chance in the NFL. I just don't like the fit here in Jacksonville, and that's not a that's not a Florida State, Florida thing. But I just don't love him here in Jacksonville. And maybe I'm dead wrong, but I say that about Mac Jones too, and that's an Alabama guy. Mm. Uh, I just I don't like. I I want somebody more mobile. <laughs> I really yeah. do. Like yeah. I, I want somebody more mobile than those guys. They can move a little bit, but not enough for me. No, for sure. And listen, if you're based off of history and the analytics, um, history has shown that anytime the Jaguars draft a guy from Florida, well, it hasn't always worked out that well here. Yeah, well, I, I don't, I don't get wrapped. Good players are good players. Okay, it's your job to go find a good players. I don't care if they're from Murray State, Ashland University, Florida, Florida State. I don't think GMs and everybody else get wrapped up. Oh, we can't take another guy from Florida. No, I know? hey, listen, I understand that. I'm just saying that when the Jaguars have drafted guys from Florida, has it worked out or not? Yeah, it's it hasn't because they didn't pick a good enough player. Not because he was a Gator. Mm. It's worked okay at Florida State. Ramsey, Telvin Smith, those guys are Pro Bowl caliber players. Are they now, here? It didn't work out in the long term. Are they here? <laughs> no, but it worked oh, out for okay. a bit. Okay. Well, I mean, but did it work out, though? Because they're not here anymore, Brent. So how well did it really work out? Is Kyle Trask the best quarterback in the country in 2020? We'll find out. We'll talk about <laughs> Ooh, okay. it. Okay, okay. When we come back. Think about that over the break, everybody. I'm going to marinate on that one a little yeah. bit. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.